there are events that test our mettle and our resolve. As we move through this crisis, how are we coping, adapting, fighting on? Join us for local stories of perseverance, creativity, and contributing to community as we showcase Detroit area leaders who share their thoughts and stories and discuss how they and their organizations are managing adversity and serving others. Welcome to Michigan Motors Forward and Metro Detroiters who are pivoting, evolving, and moving ahead. Welcome to Michigan Motors Forward, I'm John Gay. Since 1932, Variety, the children's charity of Detroit, has had a very straightforward mission, to help kids. But in the current world of coronavirus, few things seem straightforward these days. Like all of us, Variety has had to adapt. With me today is their executive director, Michelle Murphy. Michelle, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me, it's wonderful. For anybody who's not familiar with Variety, let's go back in time to BC, before Corona. Can you give me sort of an overview of some of the things that Variety does for kids here in Michigan? Sure. Well, Variety simply helps kids no matter the need. We have six major programs and have been doing uh, a variation of those since 1932. We're actually part of an international organization. But what's unique about us is that what's raised here stays here. We're servicing more than 20,000 kids in southeastern Michigan every day who have either socioeconomic challenges, physical or cognitive disabilities, or simply disadvantaged or underserved in some way. Mm -hmm. So the beautiful thing about variety is that we do a variety of things. So we're helping kids through a number of programs. We've done programs for more than 40 years, such as our horseback riding program, which provides therapy to kids who otherwise find mobility fairly challenging. Sure. And that has been a mainstay. So as our myoelectric center, where we're providing prosthetic limbs to children with upper limb differences and the therapy that that includes. So we've done things that are more than 40 years old at this point to some of our newest initiatives, which include feeding children on the weekends who may not have access to food at home. So the need is great. It's been there since 1932, and we are constantly listening and adapting and evolving to make sure that we're best servicing the kids right here in southeastern Michigan. I want to come back to the Myoelectric Center in a moment because the video on your website, it's like grab a tissue before you start watching it. It's amazing. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes. But I do want to start with what you mentioned about feeding kids on weekends, because the implication there is that a lot of kids can be fed in school for breakfast and lunch and they need help on the weekends. Now, no kids in Michigan are in school. How have you had to adapt that piece of things? So we've quickly learned to pivot, and it's a partnership effort. Variety has been feeding kids for eight years now with our program called simply Variety Feeds Kids. Mm -hmm. We do it in partnership with the Oakland County Sheriff's Office, and we are essentially providing 1,600 children with weekend meals. And traditionally, they would receive those meals through a weekend bag provided on Fridays at school. Yeah. And we do it in partnership with our variety volunteers and our deputies who are helping to hand out the bags. But of course, school was canceled literally with uh, out warning practically. Yeah. And within 24 hours, the program and its founders, Connie Beckett and Kelly Stewart, determined that we could quickly pivot and we were providing food at a public distribution that occurred on a Saturday. And so since that's happened, we've been able to tailor it, move with the times. Of course, social distancing is challenging yeah. how we pack food, how we distribute food. But we are at the schools providing necessary weekend meals to kids who otherwise find it difficult. I mean, on a normal basis, it is a difficult thing sometimes to have all the child needs in order to go to school and be ready to learn. Of course, coronavirus has challenged that greatly. And we're just grateful to all the volunteers that continue to come and they pack 
and they get the food out despite the uh, current climate that we're facing. What other aspects of your programs have you had to tailor to this world, like you said, of social distancing that we're dealing with in coronavirus right now? What are some of the other programs that have had to pivot and adapt? There's been some challenges that are bigger for some programs than for others. For example, of course, with Feeds Kids, we're able to quickly shift and continue to feed. A program such as 4-H horseback riding depends on children being able to go to a facility, get on a horse with these experienced and wonderful volunteers who help to assist them and make it safe. And so a program like that has had to suffer a bit of a hiatus in spring and moving into summer. But we're in contact with our coordinators and we're really, really hopeful that we'll be able to run perhaps a shortened session in the fall or to retailor it, at least to provide an avenue for the families to interact in some way. So we're looking at that program actively to make sure that we keep it functioning. We have other programs. One is called the KIDS program, which is an acronym for Kids in Distress Situations. Okay. We take in uh, brand new donations of merchandise all throughout the year. Things like clothing, bedding, shoes, books, school supplies. And we distribute those with a network of 30 nonprofits. It takes about 60 to 75 volunteers to do those distributions Mm -hmm. where we are literally separating, lifting and loading. Of course, in this environment... That's not able uh, to happen as seamlessly as it has in the past. So we're still taking those donations in. And right now we're kind of retooling our distribution process to make sure that each nonprofit is able to come to that warehouse and safely pick up the goods without having everybody interact and put anyone at risk. So we're making pivots there to make sure that those pieces of merchandise are still going to get out to those kids as quickly as possible. So you can have the organizations come pick them up separately. But in terms of the large amount of volunteers you have to pack everything up, is it just fewer people in more shifts and with social distancing? What does that look like? Yeah, you know, traditionally when we distribute goods, we'll distribute upwards of 80 pallets using 60 volunteers. And Mm. it's a lot of lifting and loading. We're kind of streamlining so that we're not separating each itemized box. So the less hands that touch it, we'll have them come direct to the warehouse. It'll get high loaded right onto the back of their uh, U-Haul. And so we're, we're in the process of seeing how that goes. But we're determined to get it out because kids need help. Despite coronavirus, I think what it's taught everyone is that there's great need all the time for kids who are disadvantaged or disabled or need a little assistance. So our work has changed only in the sense that we're going to be doing it a little bit differently, but we're still doing it, which is the really important part of the program. Absolutely. Michelle, one of the statistics that really stuck out to me from your website, which we're going to link to in the show notes, is that for a kid who has an illness or a disability, the cost of raising that child is four to five times that of what we would consider a quote unquote healthy kid. How have your fundraising efforts changed and how are you able to navigate that in the current climate? Well, you know, at Variety, the majority of our funds are attained in in a number of ways. We have a very heavy special event calendar, and that allows us to, of course, raise awareness, bring everyone together for a good cause. Those events right now are in stages of postponement. Yeah, We've postponed our big black tie gala. We've postponed our golf outing to the fall. We're still hopeful that we may be able to do both of those events. And Yes, we may need to tailor some things a little differently, but that is a consistent concern for charities in the Detroit area and across the U.S. right now. With special events canceled, it's a significant concern for revenue streams, but other revenue streams are still active for us. We are actively pursuing our relationships with our corporations who've been remarkably supportive in all of this. I mean, I think that what we've learned is there is a silver lining to crisis and to challenge, and that is that people want to help. And they go above and beyond 
to reach out, ask, what do you need? What can I do? So we've been very fortunate to have corporations who are still being very supportive of us. And then we've increased our grant writing so that we are approaching foundations and saying, this is where the need is going to lie. We know we have some challenges ahead. And hopefully between those three, we'll be able to make it through and be able to continue what we can do. That's really great news to hear, especially tapping into some of the resources that you might need to lean more heavily on as some of those traditional streams of revenue, like those big gala events, are postponed and on hiatus at the moment. I mentioned this earlier. I want to come back to it. The Mayo Electric Center at Beaumont Children's. How far the technology has come and what you're able to do for kids that have, uh, I want to make sure I get this, the correct phrasing of this. Upper limb differences. You know, um, children who are born or who lose a limb, they're challenged by finding resources. Most often they are simply told there is nothing to do. There is nothing for you. And those kids who do not have that benefit of a prosthetic limb do very well. I mean, let's be clear. Kids are adaptive yeah. and they're determined. And when they're born in such a way, they know no different and they do very, very well. But at the Variety Myoelectric Center, we have an option if they like to consider wearing a prosthetic limb and it's electronic. So it opens and closes with their muscle movements. It is a painless process and it allows them to be able to do such simple tasks as tying their shoes and zipping their coats and opening their fruit snacks and everything else that kids do. We've been doing it for 40 years and it simply is a costly endeavor to do. You know, a single prosthetic limb can start at $25,000. Wow. And typically insurance companies look at it as a luxury. You know, very few offer prosthetic coverage for children. And the challenge in that is that kids grow. A limb that fits them at four or five is not going to fit them at 10 or 11. Correct. So people think, well, you'll get one limb, you'll be fine, but they outgrow them like they do their shoes. So kids are getting a new limb every 12 to 18 months. We're taking some of those parts that are inside all those electronics. We're reusing them. We have a variety limb bank and that helps to offset cost. And uh, we're able to give a child from zero to 18 upwards of seven to eight different limbs. Wow. And that is just another uh, aspect that some of the fundraising goes towards, correct? Absolutely. We like to say things that variety are life-changing for children and whether it's that they're able to eat food and be able to come to school on a Monday or whether they'll be able to have bedding and clothing or even another hand, we are there to provide some life-changing support that's going to enable them to be happier, healthier, and more independent. Variety does so many things for children and it has for such a long time. And it's just heartwarming to see all the different ways that you've been able to adapt with the times that you're still raising money and you're still helping out kids and all these different types of programs. If someone wants to know more about Variety or is interested in making a donation or helping out in any kind of way, what are the best ways to do that? Well, number one, we always encourage people to reach out and we have a tab on our website, how we help and what can I do to help? Mm -hmm. Please visit our website, you know, variety-detroit.com. Learn about our programs. You know, most people that come to Variety do so because something captures their heart. For some, it is the myoelectric program. And for some, it is our horseback riding program. And for others, it's the fact that we feed kids. There is a way to help a child at Variety, no matter what you'd like to do. So number one, we say reach out, give us a call. We're answering the phones every day. We're available by email. Follow us on social and see what kind of work we're doing with our children, because it really does take a village. I mean, we have an extraordinary board of directors that is just wonderfully involved. They are boots on the ground. It is a legitimate effort by a group of people to say, how can we do it? How can we do it better? How can we do it quicker? 
It's a wonderful thing. Come to an event when we can have them. Yep. Uh, give us a call. We need packers. We need people to work events. We need donations. So there's a number of ways to help, and all of it makes an incredible difference. Michelle Murphy from Variety. I can't thank you enough for your time today, and more importantly, can't thank you enough for the work that you continue to do for kids here in Michigan. Appreciate you spending a few minutes with us today, and thanks for helping Michigan Motor Forward. Well, thank you. Thanks for all you do to raise awareness. It makes an incredible difference. Keep positive, optimistic. We'll all be back together. And in the meantime, we'll keep helping kids as best we can. Michigan Motors Forward is produced by Jag and Detroit Podcasts in partnership with Tanner Friedman Strategic Communications. Subscribe for free on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are found.